Thanks for joining us for this episode of Centra Scripts, where we talk health and wellness and practical tips for your everyday life. And now here's your host, Kate Kolb. Well, thanks guys for tuning in to another episode of Centra Scripts. I am Kate Kolb and I am extremely privileged today to sit down with my friend, Michael Elliott, who is our Chief Transformation Officer here at Centra. I'm sure you've probably heard his name or seen his face around because he is definitely a big part of this community. Michael, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, we wanted to kind of take a quick few minutes here to sit down and do a mini cast of sorts on um, this whole idea of this really large conversation that's happening around this thing called the vaccine. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is something that has been floating around, obviously, now for, for some months and, and just trying to gather all this information from the CDC and, you know, different news sources, and it can be a little overwhelming. And so what we wanted to do, you are our resident expert on all things vaccine here at Centra. And so I just wanted to sit down and have a conversation. You know, we're talking about this idea around the shot of it's worth a shot. It is worth a shot to get your shot because of all the things of the positive things that are going to come with that. So let me just start, though, because we have not had an extensive opportunity to have you on the podcast before. So for those who may not know you, which I can't imagine that that would be very many people at this point in time, but do you mind just giving a little bit of information about you, kind of your background, and how you came to Centra before we get started? Yes, and thank you for the opportunity to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, there's no such thing as too much education right. on this, and frankly, information changes over time mm -hmm. uh, with this new disease that we've been fighting. Uh, so first off, my name is Michael Elliott. I've had the privilege of working and serving here at Centra Health for a little over eight years now. It's hard to believe. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's been a labor of love for sure. Um, I've held several different roles in operations, and I've gotten the opportunity now uh, to work more on strategy. Mm -hmm. And wouldn't you know, um, I'm also a pharmacist. <laughs> so I received my doctor of pharmacy degree back in 2000 sometime. I won't give you won't give away dates. the numbers, yeah. <laughs> um, but I got a doctor of pharmacy degree from the Medical College of Virginia. Okay. And so who knew that that would come in great handy? Mm. For sure. Uh, for the first pandemic in over a century. Yeah. So I've been able to uh, pull back on some of that pharmaceutical knowledge and, and history mm -hmm. and also work through strategies for our organization and the community yeah. to make sure we're doing everything we can to protect everyone yeah. moving forward. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. And, you know, I think that that knowledge that you have from that educational base that you have just puts you in the perfect position to, to speak on these things, but also just I love your personality for your hunger for knowledge and the the fact that you just are always trying to gather the newest information and see see what things are out there to help our community because I know that's a big piece of your heart. So um, just want to kind of talk through, we have um, created an infographic of sorts that we will be sharing with the community that's got some of these kind of fast and quick facts that you can, you can talk about about the vaccine so that you can learn information. And I just wanted to kind of like 
talk through that with you today um, so that we can get some of that info out to our community. And we want to make sure that we are a place where people can, can get some of their questions answered. And so COVID in general has been one of those things that has just, there is no normal when it comes to COVID. (laughs) Nothing is, you know, there is no pattern with anything. There is nothing that we saw coming with it. And so much of what we've seen with some of this vaccine news that's been coming out seems to be the same way. And I kind of just want to get real quick your impression on, on kind of just how you feel like the communications about the vaccine in general from a national level have been and how you see that kind of going forward from here. So being a healthcare professional and somewhat of a scientist myself, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, it's been confusing. Yeah. Um, and things have changed so quickly. You know, part of that is that uh, this is a disease that we, we didn't know anything about. Right. And we're still learning about. And so information will be updated literally on a mm-hmm. daily basis, sometimes multiple times per day, uh, as we learned more and scientists did more from a a research perspective. Uh, There's that, and then there's the practical piece of actually getting information out to everyone. Right. So, uh, you know, depending on where people get their information, um, this has been hard for healthcare professionals to keep up with. Mm -hmm. For the public, it's almost impossible. Sure. You hear snippets, you know, each day, and at some point, uh, I know many people in my own family have just said, I'm not listening to this on the news anymore. Right. Matter of fact, all I'm going to do, when I have a question, I'm going to pick up the phone and call Michael (laughs) if he hasn't called me first. Sure. And so I understand the reality of the amount of information plus the changes Mm -hmm. to that information over time. And uh, so I'm very happy that we have clinicians, others, uh, and frankly, like, like me, who are dedicated and wanting to keep up with this because we feel like it's part of our duty. Uh, to be able to give people the latest and greatest information. And plus, we have decisions to make Mm. as an organization and also as a community. So we have to stay up with the latest and the greatest. And that brings up a good point. I think, you know, I have also heard a lot of people that are just like, well, I'm just not even going to, like, look at the news anymore about it because it changes all the time. It's so overwhelming. I don't want to know. But... But why would that be detrimental? Because, you know, it's really easy to just want to shut it all off. But from your standpoint, why do you think it's important that we continue to take in the information that's coming at us? It's really because people have decisions to make. Right. And so we have decisions to make about our children, if and how and when they go Mm -hmm. to school, Mm -hmm. if and how and when they engage with their friends. We have decisions of our own to make about what to you know, engage in outside of our homes and if and when we can do that. We have decisions to make about visiting our parents and grandparents if we're blessed enough to still have them and all of those items. So um, although it is tough to keep up with things, people do need to, to get to a point and get to trusted sources of information so that they can make the life decisions that they need to make right. um, that are, are coming to us every day. And the latest of those decisions is whether to get the vaccine or not. Right. And so, um, yes, it is tedious, but I implore everyone uh, to find a trusted source of information. Mm-hmm. Um, check your local pharmacy mm-hmm. if you get a relationship with the pharmacist, your primary care physician, or someone else that you feel comfortable engaging with. Yeah. Because the information is, uh, frankly, life-changing, and we need to make these decisions from an informed standpoint. 
Right. And I so appreciate the way that you phrased that. And, you know, we've talked the last couple of podcasts and you've seen it in our, you know, recent communications out to the community, how this thing about our just cause that we talk about all the time here at Centra Now about partnering with you to live your best life. And I feel like, you know, what you just said in that conversation about we have decisions to make. We have important life-changing decisions that are going on in our homes, in our workplaces, in our schools. And, and that falls in heavily to that idea of what does this best life look for look like for us moving forward. So I think that 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 partners really well um, with that. So thank you for bringing that point up. Um, let's go ahead and start working our way through this information on this infographic here. And, you know, right at the very top of this, uh, this form is the number one question that I think that we hear from a lot of people who are considering the vaccine. Can I still get COVID or spread it after being vaccinated? And what would you say to that? Yeah, it's a great question. And the answer to many of the questions mm -hmm. that are out there today, because the disease is so new, because the vaccines are still so new, the question is, we think we know, but we really don't know right. uh, enough to give you a final answer. Mm -hmm. And so to this question of being able to contract COVID uh, after you're vaccinated or can you pass it along falls into that category. Sure. And so I like to give people the example. If okay, you have COVID, mm -hmm and I've been vaccinated. Mm -hmm. If you sneeze directly in my face. Rude. <laughs> yes, very, very. Um, however it happens, um, the virus that was living in you mm -hmm. is now living in me. Sure. So one could say, I have COVID. Mm -hmm. It is in my body, it is in my bloodstream, but because I've been vaccinated, I have antibodies already built up that will immediately attack that virus right. and therefore not give it the opportunity to replicate. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I may just have mild symptoms or no symptoms at all. Yeah. So what hasn't been studied completely enough is if you've been vaccinated mm -hmm. and you sneeze in my face and you've had a little uh, exposure to um, mm -hmm. the, the COVID uh, you, at that point in time, um, we don't know how much virus you would actually be carrying over to right. me from that sneeze. Yeah. So, and that depends on so many different factors there. But I will tell you that uh, that is being researched. Mm -hmm. um, and so we'll have answers that better tell us about that. Um, part of this is looking backwards. So what we call retrospective studies. Right. Yeah. So now we have literally millions of people vaccinated across the world. Mm -hmm. We're going to be able to trace whether they are contracting the disease and giving it to others uh, over time. Mm -hmm. I will tell you at this point, the data looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But these are in the early stages. So the answer to that officially is we don't know. Right. Uh, however, it's looking really, really good if you're vaccinated um, that your chances of getting the disease mm -hmm. and passing it on are extremely minuscule. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see when the final studies come out. Okay. Well, and that's good information too. You know, just to remember in any of this, just to kind of take everything with that sort of grain of salt of, you know, this is progressing as as just, I mean, a year ago, literally a year ago this week is when everything sort of went on lockdown and everything changed for a lot of people. And so 
um, things change in a rapid, Absolutely. rapid movement when you're talking about stuff like this. But why would you not at least give yourself the opportunity to have that chance of that extra layer of protection? Um, and so that, you know, from, from there then, we are seeing in the news um, almost daily <laughs> now, I feel like these stories that pop up about, um, okay, well, now there's mutations of the COVID-19 virus and there's variants that are popping up when people are being tested. And so, you know, what, what does that look like from a standpoint in all this vaccination research and, and implementation going forward? Is that something that we should be concerned about? These variants and, you know, mutations and that sort of thing, will it negate getting the vaccine? That's a question that we get a lot. Good question. I want to answer that one right up front. Okay. Get the vaccine. <laughs> yes. Um, because it is still the best protection against the original virus and all of the variants mm -hmm. at this point. And thank the Lord for science and mm. scientists who are keeping track of these variants as well. Yeah. So I'd like to use an example of the flu uh, for people to yes. compare to. Yeah. So the flu gets variants mm -hmm. and mutates really quickly, mm -hmm. which is why you have to get a different flu shot each year. Right. It appears the coronavirus does not mutate that quickly, mm -hmm. but it is mutating. And so... Uh, all the studies thus far have still shown um, that the COVID vaccines that are available right now are still effective against the variants. Um, it may range a little bit differently on how effective, mm -hmm. but it's still effective. Okay. And what I mean by that, some of these variants, as they mutate, they might cause a little more mild or severe disease. Mm -hmm. But what the studies have even shown with these variants is that the main outcomes, which are death and you being hospitalized, the vaccines work for the original coronavirus and the variants right. to decrease those to almost nothing. Which is huge it's when you huge. think about the numbers that we've seen in this past year of just hospitalizations and death on a global level. And um, yeah, I mean, the fact that that is being reduced so drastically and in, in most cases down to almost nothing um, is such a huge thing. I, you know, I, we just want to really continue to stress that, yes, while there are variants and while there are mutations, that it is still your best defense That's going exactly. forward to get that shot. That's exactly right. Yeah. And what also is being studied is if at some point there need to be booster shots. Mm -hmm. So the other thing we don't know for sure is, Kate, if you have been fully vaccinated, how long is your immunity going mm. to, to last? Right. And we'll, once again, the studies will show us how long, but everybody's different too. Sure. Um, what the studies are showing, it's at least 90 days, but we're expecting these vaccines probably last for um, over a year, maybe a couple of years. Right. Um, but once again, everybody is different, so mm -hmm. there might be the need for booster shots. Sure. And so because the scientists have said that that is a likelihood, you'll actually hear things, for example, uh, the current uh, White House administration is purchasing more shots. Mm -hmm. uh, and what they're doing is actually having those shots ready in case there are large numbers of boosters that need to be given. Okay. Um, because people are losing immunity sure. to, to the, uh, the COVID virus. Right. And I think the big thing that we want to make sure that we remind people of in this conversation, and we've mentioned it a couple times, this is ongoing. This is continued research. Right. This is something that... Um, is brand new. And so for those people that might be on the fence or, you know, are questioning, okay, well, why 
is it not more definitive? Well, you think back to things like scarlet fever and smallpox and even like mumps and measles and rubella and things that we have had vaccines and things against for years and years. Um, That took time. That's right. (laughs) And that took, you know, years of of research and development for that sort of uh, strong immunity that we now see against those types of diseases to make their way into um, our communities and to be a permanency factor in in that state. So the fact that the response to the COVID pandemic and the vaccinations and development of that research going forward has happened in such an amazingly confined amount of time is a little mind-blowing if you think about it in a good way. The fact that our scientists have been able to to attack this head-on and that it's so effective because efficacy levels on these vaccines are sit sit right about where now? They're through the roof. Yeah. When we look at um, preventing hospitalizations and death, mm-hmm. they're in the mid to high 90s. Yeah. And so compare that to the flu vaccine too, which right. is usually in yeah. the 60% range. Mm-hmm. We're happy if it's in the 60% range. So I echo your comments. Um, all of the research... Uh, all the researchers that are continuing to do work that people never hear about, they were ready for this. Yeah, yeah. And then to see private industry and government come together to make these vaccines happen so quickly mm-hmm. is really the best of what we can expect when we work together. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's a huge nod to you know the, just the professional nature of the healthcare industry, the pharmaceutical industry, and, and even the even the government cooperation with, with the way that we've been able to get those out. So moving on from that, um, just a little bit then about the mutations and the variants, let's move on to one of the other major questions that we get all the time about the vaccine, and that would be side effects. <laughs> Everybody wants to know, when I get this shot, what is it going to look like for me? So can you speak to that for a few minutes? Yeah, absolutely. So if you look at the numbers, most people actually don't have side effects, mm-hmm. but there's still we're talking about literally everyone in the community sure. at some point, hopefully getting the vaccine. So there's going to be a lot of people who do have mm-hmm. side effects, even if it's small percentages. And so uh, anyone who's had a shot before, you know, after you have that shot, mm-hmm. there's potential for soreness, uh, redness right. at the injection site. Mm-hmm. This is no different. Yeah. Uh, so that's the number one uh, effect, if you will, from, from the shot. Uh, what we are hearing, especially for the two-dose shots, is that the second dose does cause a little bit more mm-hmm. of issue for people. And that makes scientific sense. Yeah. So some of the issues people have are fatigue, um, headache, mm-hmm. fever, um, and also, like I said, um, the injection site soreness uh, can be a little bit worse with the second shot too. But that is a good sign. Right. Thank you. Yes. Emphasize that for me. So that is a good me, sign. Let me, let me tell you why. So the first shot, when it goes in, your body starts to produce antibodies. Mm-hmm. By the time you get the second shot, your body already has the antibodies, so it recognizes what's going into your arm and says, I'm ready this time. (laughs) And so it has pumped up. So we get sick when we have a cold or Mm -hmm. something like that. We might have cold chills or fever or anything. Mm -hmm. That is showing us that our body is actually reacting. That's what happens when our immune system attacks 
viruses or bacteria in our body. Yes. And so it's a sign of things working. And so don't be worried if you don't have side effects. <laughs> right. But if you do have side effects, just realize that that is your body saying, my immune system is working, mm -hmm. is working hard, and that's why you're going to have fever, that's where you're yeah. going to have chills, and perhaps some fatigue. Right. Um, but most people get over those symptoms in 12 to 24 mm -hmm. hours and are as good as new. Yeah. And that's a small window of maybe some small uncomfort to last for a longer, much longer window of that's immunity. Right. I was laughing um, the other day with my, my kids. We were talking about the vaccine and just kind of everything going on with COVID. And my nine-year-old was like, so it's like little ninjas in your body that fight everything. And I was like, yeah, basically. So that's when you were talking about the antibodies already being there in your body, recognizing those, I always think of little ninjas now because I, I of like my that idea. That's a good one. So, Yeah. Um, all right, so another hot-button question that we have right now that I kind of want to, I wanted to wait and end on this one, um, because this is a, a large conversation that's happening right now. Obviously, you have uh, Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson & Johnson now that um, have developed these community-ready vaccinations. And so the question that we are hearing and seeing in a lot of our social forums is, well, which one is best for me? And do I shop around? And is there, is there a reason to get Pfizer over Johnson & Johnson? And it's a two-shot versus a one-shot. And there's a lot of back-and-forth conversations happening about, do I wait it out and get one versus the other? Or do I play them against each other? Or that kind of thing. Um, what would your response be to those questions? Yeah. So, bottom line, get the first vaccine available to you. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why I think that. Um, the first thing is the ultimate outcome. The ultimate outcome that we're looking for is to prevent you from dying, number one, right. and then before that, from you having to be hospitalized. Mm -hmm. And so all three of these vaccines are extremely, extremely good at doing that. Mm -hmm. And so that's the ultimate outcome. Where there's a little bit of difference between the vaccines is if you actually do contract COVID after receiving the vaccines, it's how sick do you get then? Sure. Is it mild disease? So mild disease would be perhaps a small fever and some sniffles mm -hmm. uh, versus more severe disease that might cause you to be more fatigued, right. maybe a fever that gets a little bit higher. But either way, you're not hospitalized. Right. Uh, and you're not uh, at the risk of dying. Mm -hmm. All of the vaccines prevent those two endpoints. Yeah. And so the little bit of difference, and these are prospective studies as well. Sure. And so the difference between the vaccine is essentially negligible. Mm -hmm. um, and what we're finding now that lots of people are getting the Johnson & Johnson, lots are getting the Moderna, and lots are getting the Pfizer, researchers are already looking back to see how efficacious they are and they're all looking right. on an even keel uh, effectiveness-wise. Right. So I mean, you're talking like very, very small, even fractions of percents of a difference right. between efficacy between all three of them. So um, I, I love that. Get the shot that is available to you. Get the first one that you can. And as, as things start opening up, you know, put your name on a list. Get your name on a list. Get That's your... Right. Get your um, reservation for your vaccination in. Um, so if people are interested in learning, you know, more information about the vaccine, and this is where it kind of goes back to 
the beginning of our conversation where we were just like, this is so overwhelming. This is super overwhelming. What would your advice be to people who want good information, but are getting very overwhelmed by what resources to check and where to go? What would you tell them? There are two sites I recommend you go to. If you are someone who wants to do the research yourself, you want to have information that is vetted Mm -hmm. and research-based, go to either the CDC website Mm -hmm. or the Virginia Department of Health website. Okay. Uh, Those are monitored and updated on a regular basis. And once again, all of the information up there has been vetted. It is Mm research-based. And they won't tell you something that they don't know. Right. Uh, the answer will be, we don't know yet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, once again, that's the answer to a lot of questions. Yeah. So either the Centers for Disease Control or the Virginia Department of Health, and those are very trustworthy sites. Yeah. Now, for those folks who don't want to do their own research, mm-hmm. and I understand that. Right. Uh, some people want to engage with someone who can break down some of this more medical information. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely reach out to your local pharmacist. Mm-hmm. Look up, reach out to your local primary care provider or anyone else in the medical field that uh, you feel comfortable engaging with. Right. Yeah, and we also continue have to have updated resources on our website as well, centralhealth.com slash COVID, um, or you know, just go to the front page on centralhealth.com. There's multiple different ways to reach that page too, but um, we want to make sure that we are providing as much up-to-date information and timely information to people as we can. So if you are just at a loss, feel free to ping our site and you can, you can check some of our resources there too. But um, Michael, thank you so much for being willing to sit down and talk through, you know, some of these kind of high level questions that, that people are having. And would there be anything else that, that you would want to say before we, before we leave the table today that you just really want people to know about the vaccine or just kind of your heart for the community? Absolutely. Uh, the last thing I will say is have a plan. Mm. Don't wait until the vaccine is available to you to try to start researching um, and get your questions answered. Get them answered now. Yeah. Um, there has been enough research at this point. There's been enough experiences with these vaccines that I bet your questions can be answered mm. Unless they're about, can you tell me what's going to happen five sure. or ten years from sure. now? Obviously, those cannot. But some of the more technical pieces uh, are definitely already there. So have a plan. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to get your questions answered. Yeah. And so with that, I want to thank you as well for providing this platform oh, absolutely. Uh, to get the word out about this and many other topics yes. <laughs> uh, over time as well. It's so important for us to continue to communicate over and over again Mm -hmm. uh, from different perspectives as well. So keep up the great work. Well, thank you, friend. Well, we so appreciate Michael being with us today. We hope that this has been beneficial to you as a listener. And once again, if you need more information, you can check out our website at centerhealth.com and then also at centrascripts.com. And we have additional podcasts and blog posts and things that will be there to, to help you gain more information on this and many other health topics. So thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next time.